Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Public Showering. So this week, we are gonna talk about what to do when you don't know what to do. (laughs) So it happens to the best of us, me included. It doesn't matter how many years of training you've had, how many years on a pole you've had, how many years of anything you've had. Sometimes you rock up into the space that you've paid for and you go, what? (laughs) (laughs) And this happens to me all the time. So this podcast this week is definitely just inspired by the fact of like, what on earth do you do so you don't just waste your goddamn time? And I'm going to talk about it from a couple of different aspects. Firstly, just that general like, what the hell is going on kind of aspect. And also like, if you're about to start jumping into a competition routine or into, I don't know, you just want to make a new piece for whatever reason, a showcase or for your family or your friends or whatever. What do you do? We know what to do. So... I've spoken already a little bit about a couple of places to find inspiration and things. And if you head over to um, Sadasi, or if you already are a Club Soda member, firstly, thank you very much. Um, Secondly, if you do want to check out that that part of the website, I have a whole page called the Inspiration Hub where I just throw out a bunch of random places. Because sometimes when I'm really stuck, but I've just got one teeny seed of information, I really just decided to jump in on it because... The first thing I would advise of anything is you have absolutely no pressure. If you've got no idea what on earth you're doing, and whether that's you're about to start something brand new or you just arrived at the studio and you're like, why am I even here? You've actually got no pressure. And I think what we naturally do as creators and just humans anyway, is that we rock up into places with this assumption that we're going to come out with something magical. And, you know, you might have paid for that space or you've set some time in your schedule, like, um, which is, you know, super precious time. So already you've built up that like, oh, my God, I've, I've really got to do something now. You d- yeah, yeah, but you don't. You really don't. And coming at it from a very sort of professional theatre background, there's plenty of rehearsals. Like, you know, we always work to deadlines, but at the same time, like, there's many occasions where we will go into a rehearsal with the idea of doing one thing. And either we're just uninspired by that idea or we just end up doing something completely different. So if you start to put a pressure on yourself, especially in the early stages of development of a concept, you're really just going to start beating yourself up far too early. Save that stress for like the end of it. But like at the beginning, try and reduce any pressure you already have. Like really. And that even boils down to, let's say you booked yourself an hour in a studio somewhere. And you know that within that hour, you've also got to do a warm-up. You like having a coffee. You like chatting to your friend. You like stretching. If you've only got an X amount of time to make sure that this non-pressure thing already has gone before you've got there, think of how you can use your time a little bit wisely. Can you already do your warm-up at home? Can you already make all those phone calls before you've gotten there? Can you just turn your phone off? Because I know that when I'm a little bit uninspired, I wonder and then I end up on Facebook or Instagram 
and not looking at inspiration, but just looking at kind of pictures of myself, really, um, <laughs> and what on earth other people are doing that are unrelated to what I'm doing. And then I waste like a nice five minutes of my hour thinking, oh, stupid. So, <laughs> so if you can already alleviate any kind of pressure, already do that before you go even anywhere. Like think outside the box, think, have I got time for this? Who's going to maybe message me? Who's going to get in the way of me making stuff? The second thing I would advise is there is absolutely no wrong or right answer to anything you're doing, okay? And this applies to kind of your entire creative process, in my opinion, because I think that editing is genuinely the most important part of creation. And what I mean by that is, I definitely do this, and I can hope, I can only hope that half of you do this as well, is that you'll have probably built something, maybe early on, or you've got this really perfect idea of, I really want to make this happen, and you'll hold on to this little piece of choreography or this trick or this concept the entire way through your, your piece, and somehow the piece will evolve and grow, and it gets a whole new world, and then this really thing that was incredibly important that you personally have a value of becomes really obsolete. <laughs> and... I see it all the time where somehow there's like a random thing that gets put into a piece of choreography where it probably was a great idea, like, you know, three months ago when it was the first thing you ever went into a room with. But be ready to even break your own heart when it comes to what to do when you don't know what to do. Because sometimes that really great idea in the bigger picture becomes a bit bleh. maybe it's not quite as fun as it was a long time ago and sometimes you have to just put ideas on a shelf sometimes and you know anything that you make is still yours to make you don't really have a pressure especially with pole competitions and stuff like this like you know most of the time we're all making solos so the only pressure that you have is on yourself and no one else you know and even if someone says yeah but I think that thing was really I really like that it's like well you know this is still my piece it's not for you to say um, <laughs> so, so you know, be ready to go in a studio and go wrong, you know, and again, back to point number one of no pressure, like you might spend an hour and really work on something. And then you might even leave the studio being like, oh my God, like I really worked and we made a really great flow and my Instagram looks lit, but it might not quite have served any purpose to do with your actual piece, but at least you made something that's good. So be ready to undo anything that you make as well, which is always fine. Next thing is, number three, what to do when you're alone. Mm. So, so a lot of the time, what to do when you don't know what to do and you're alone. Sometimes it's a little bit different to be a different, difficult, sorry, difficult to be inspired by yourself. So usually if I have an idea for a piece, I will probably have something incredibly flaky. There will be a concept, but... In the first stages of choreography, I'm really fluffy and nothing is really making sense. And I genuinely, honestly let things come to me. But I really only do this on my own because, again, sort of the essence of public showering is have this value and this feeling that you can go into a space, like book some studio space for yourself or even be in your living room or if you're lucky enough to have your apparatus in your house. Go and be in a space on your own and be prepared to be a bit weird, to be a bit silly um, to, to fall over a little bit because you are alone. How wonderful. What an incredible thing. You're completely alone in a space. No one can see you. Even if your inner brain says there's cameras somewhere, someone's going to be watching me. It isn't. It isn't. I promise. I do this to myself all the time. There is not a camera in the room, even if you think there is. <laughs> you are completely on your own. And that's a wonderful, wonderful place to be. It's great to be silly 
please feel free to fall over. Please put on the wrong music. Please maybe spend 15 minutes doing the most dumb warm-up, putting some heels on and bouncing around like a nutcase just for a while, just for the sake of actually just getting out of your own head. Because as soon as you're within the eyes of somebody else, you're going to start filtering yourself because you don't want to act silly. And it's a really difficult place to be. And, you know, the more comfortable you are with performing, I think that barrier of embarrassment kind of gets a bit flaky and it stops. But it still exists, even in professionals, okay? Like, I'm currently in a project right now and we're doing some of the most incredibly stupid things I've ever done in rehearsal. And we're actually doing a lot of uh, rehearsals completely naked because that's, that's the nature of the show we're doing right now. And <laughs> getting through these barriers and breaking these barriers down, it's a really bizarre place. And you know, the barriers only really exist when another person's there. So really utilize the time when you're alone. Being alone is a great thing when you're making things. But number four is, and this sounds really counterintuitive, to not be alone all the time in your creative process. It's a good idea at some point for another human to rock up. So whether that is, if we're right at the beginning and it's what to do when you don't know what to do, call a friend, phone a friend, Ask the audience, do that, start verbalizing. Because if you're really lost, sometimes it's nice to have a conversation. And you might be in a position where you might not have a creative person around you. You might not have a coach. Um, you might not be in a position where you want to have a private with, with me <laughs> or, <laughs> or someone else that you trust that's in, in like a poll capacity. But what you can do is you can definitely twist conversations to try and open things up. I do this all the time when I'm considering ideas and I don't want people to know that I'm making things is I sometimes make conversations talk about a subject that I'm interested in and getting people's ideas. It's really sneaky, but it's a really fun game <laughs> for yourself where you can actually twist your day-to-day -day conversations into inf inf um, conversations about what, what's interesting to you. And I mean this seriously, like again, Example, my pole theatre piece that I, I recently made um, was all about being stressed and sort of just losing it and getting sick and tired. And it's a that obviously is a very, very easy conversation to have um, with anyone, just as a point to say, how are you feeling? Like, and you can even say something that you might have thought about, like, oh my God, I feel like, honestly, I just want to get completely blind drunk and drink a whole bottle of wine sometimes because I'm just so stressed and tired of life. And then usually, if you pick the right friend, they'll go, oh my goodness me, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, so it's always good to talk to other humans, a bit, especially about projects that definitely have a human vibe. If you're doing some, something completely sideways, like you know, like my last breath routine that was about being under the, under the scene, it was very specific. That one's a very hard one to talk about. And the only person I could talk about it to was a person that I didn't want them to know because it was a surprise. So, <laughs> so for that one, I actually really didn't speak to a lot of people, but I was I spoke about really specific things like, hey, at this moment I want to I want to look dead. I want to find a way to die in this moment. Like, does this work? How does this look? So when you are with another human, I would say realistic realistically, especially when I'm making things, this getting someone else into the picture usually happens after I've already started to make some things so they can start to pick things apart because you can really get a good idea of if your thing makes sense to an audience because no matter what you're doing, you're still trying to entertain an audience. You're still trying to tell a story, right? So at some point, you are going to have to show a human. So it's always good if you've done a little bit of work and even if that work is, hey, I saw this on Instagram or I've kind of got an idea about a story about this and just trying to find that human to have a chat about. And again, if you don't have that human... 
I'm around. <laughs> Do feel free to come to some of my open sessions, uh, open studios, because these are exactly the kind of questions that are available. Like, is it a good idea to make a piece about something? Yes, no, maybe. Let's have a chat about it. But it is definitely good when you're with another human. And from a very practical standpoint as well, what to do <laughs> when you don't know what to do, but there's another human in the room. If you're trying to do tricks, it's obviously a great, great thing for you and another person to dissect something difficult. You know, having two brains on one thing is always such a great idea. Like, you know, if you're doing something physical and dangerous, if you happen to be friends with people that can do these tricks, obviously it's a very good idea to go to your local studio's open studio or, you know, bring along a friend to try out dangerous things. Because sometimes if you really have no idea of the creative side of your choreography, you might have an idea of what kind of tricks you might want to put in. So it's a really good idea to have someone around to kind of save the day. And also, like... You know what it's like when you're upside down. You're like, why does my left arm feel like my right arm's left arm? Um, <laughs> like, what is it that happens when we go upside down? We're like, I don't know. I don't know where my foot is anymore. Um, yeah, it's always good to have another person to, to point at where your arm is in such case. My next point, number five, is maybe one of the most obvious ones, but maybe it's not, is bring inspo, come prepared, even if what you're bringing to the table is seems completely unrelated, okay? So one thing when I'm making new work, especially if the general idea, let's say it's mining strikes. There was a piece I wanted to make some, some time ago that was about mining strikes. And I had no idea, and I still don't because I didn't make it in the end, I made something else. <laughs> I didn't know exactly what it was that I wanted to, to say. So I just researched I just sat down and I watched a ton of YouTube things, loads of documentaries. The BBC is a marvelous thing for archived footage of all kinds of stuff that you have no idea exists. Um, don't always go to the obvious places like Instagram, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. You know, go to your library. Yes, guys, libraries. They are a wonderful place and they're a strange place, but you can still go in them as a human for free and you can read books. Amazing. Like, go to these places, especially if you're really trying to do something that is a little bit more... Uh, abstract or something that's really dead on a story because what is really nice about actually touching a book or being in a space that isn't your living room or on your phone where you've got your eyes on a piece of something it's like <laughs> it's nice to touch things and touch a book and whatnot it's, it is nice you know get printouts get pictures do what it feels like you might do if you were doing your like GCSE arts or something like this you know Make a collage of general ideas, and that completely revolves around uh, revolves relates to music as well. If you don't know what your music is, that's fine. Get loads, get loads and loads of music. There's so many different streaming services that you could possibly use and places to find. Just find anything at this point, especially music that you actually like, because you're more inclined to mince around and dance around to music that you actually like. If you already have some concepts of things that you'd like to do, your tricks. Go ahead and get them out, figure it out, and also figure out if it's your level. Sometimes it's not, but if it's not your level, then that's a great thing that you can do when you're making a new routine, because obviously you can be like, okay, right, this is something really hard that I can't do right now. I have three months to make this work. So this is nice. Like, try, I always say, it's always not the same, but it's always nice to, when you make a new pole routine, to try and do new tricks every single time, because there are an infinite number of tricks. Of course there are. 
even if there's a trick, like something as simple as a butterfly, there's always like this butterfly with this hand, the butterfly with this hand. To get into it, you can go this way. To get out of it, you can go that way. There's like a million things you can do. So all in all, to summarize what to do when you don't know what to do is have no pressure. Make sure whatever you're thinking of is a really open space. Make it open. Make it free. Give yourself the time. Give yourself some you time. Because we've got to remember that when we're making pieces, it's still quite a cathartic experience, you know? Like, it shouldn't be a stressful thing. Just because you're making things for a competition, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's... Not that it's that important, but it's... It's just, it's just some choreography. It's just some movement about something that you care about. So make sure that you always bring it back to yourself. It's what you care about and it, how it makes you feel. More than anything when you don't know what to do, make sure it makes you feel happy and proud and like, ooh, that's quite cool. Like, you are the best audience. You really are. If something you think is very, very cool in your head, you're going to want to shoot for it. You're going to want to make it nice because it's your idea and it's your concept. So you're going to have this pride, this sense of self before you even get into the space. So more than anything, do just feel really strong. Even if it's strong and wrong, just be that. Be all of that. Because it's your piece and it's your choreography. And take your time and something magical will come out. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in Public Showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work, It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye. <laughs>